So the question was asked, um, we've heard the Ajahn talk about different experiences in meditation and uh, in, in particular where one meditates and one's body seems to disappear. Uh, so they had the, the, good, the good fortune to experience that. Um, so the question was, you know, what do you do next after that? Uh, sometimes try to think of, well, you know, what should I do next? Or, you know, start to think of, well, what should I, what should I investigate next? Or what should I do next? And, and so the answer, the answer to that is like, yeah, there are different experiences through meditation when the mind becomes peaceful. Sometimes, yeah, your body can disappear, you feel like you're floating. Um, all, all these different kinds of experience. And when, when the mind is peaceful like this, you know, you, you can't investigate at that point anyway because the mind is experiencing that, 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 that deep level of calm and, and the mind won't want to move at that point in time. So what you need to do is not try to, to pull the mind out and to go into investigate anything. What you need to do is, is to stay with that calm and stay with that sense of knowing and the sense of that, that peaceful experience. Just for, for as long, for as long as that, as long as it lasts. And then when, when you notice the mind, after a period of time you'll notice the mind starts to move, starts to think about, uh, things again. This is the point in time where you should start to investigate. Use this, use the power of this calm mind to start to investigate with you, with the mind that started to, to think again. And what do you investigate? At that point in time you investigate everything that's impermanent within one's life. Things like, you know, you've been born into this world, you'll eventually get old, you'll get sick and eventually you'll die. This changing process, um, and everything that is, that is impermanent. And when, when you investigate with the power of this calm mind, you know, your understanding, understanding it will be deeper, it will be much more profound. Obviously we all understand this according to our, our intellectual knowledge, our, the things that we've read and the things that we've uh, uh, theoretically thought about. But when one investigates this with the calm mind, then that, that deeper understanding comes about, that deeper, that deeper clear seeing of, 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 of a nature, that everything's impermanent. You understand how when, when we cling to all these phenomena in the world, that this, this is really is what, what causes us the suffering <coughs> within our lives. So that, you know, that sometimes, uh, when your mind is calm, after, the, after that, sometimes you, you can't investigate it, it's just the mind doesn't, doesn't, uh, feel like it wants to investigate at that point, at point in time. So that, that, that's fine as well. You don't, you don't have to always go into investigation after the mind is calm. You know, you can just, you know, keep the mind, try to keep the mind in that, in that calmer sort of state, you know, even though it is doing a little bit of thinking. You know, you're doing different things, you walk around, you you know, you may be doing some work, or even, even lying down to have a, have a rest or something. As long as the mind stays in that, in that calm, peaceful state, you know, this, this is the main thing, and keep the mindfulness there continuously. And so, when the mind is calm and continually peaceful like this, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Whether you're doing any of these activities that I just said, you know, at any point you can really make a good breakthrough and understand the Dharma with whatever you're doing. <coughs> so the the question was about <coughs> about walking meditation. Uh, you know, how do we do it? Uh, on and how? Where should we keep our mind and where should we place our mind? Do we 
do we just say, for example, when we're when we're taking a step, does you know does the body does the body uh, make the decision first to, to step, or is it the mind that makes the that, that gives the orders for the body to step? And where should we put our mindfulness? And yeah, should we put our mindfulness on the mind or on the body, or what should we do? Um, and the agent gave the answer that. Yeah, the mind, the mind always gives the order first. This is this is the natural way that, that the the nervous system in our body works through. You know, our brain sends signals through our nervous system to the uh, various parts of our body, and it, it, it causes you know body, the body to to um, to to move and all and do the things that the, that the brain wants it to do. Um, and that's one way it is. Um, uh, another way it can be is. Um, just say if one has something wrong with the nervous systems in the body, or one has something wrong with an actual body part, even though even though the mind will send the signal to that body part to move, it won't move move because of you know, the broken nervous system or the uh, something's wrong with the body. So, so the mind is always the thing that that sends the command for the for the body to move. So the mind is the thing that, that will always go first. Uh, but there's a, there's another there's another level to this as well is when when the mind becomes very very uh, very peaceful and what what an experienced meditator can do is to pull their mind out of the body um, and so the body is still sitting there but the mind has 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 detached itself from the body at that point in time and, and at that point you know the body won't move um, because you know the mind has uh, disengaged itself from it, from it. It will still follow its natural um, causes like breathing and things like this, but you know, like there'll be no, there'll be no, you know, no ordering the body to get up and move or whatever. The, the mind will be totally separated at that point in time. So the, the most important thing you have to do with, you know, with this, with practicing your meditation and like the walking meditation, the example we have with the walking meditation, is to always keep mindfulness and know what's happening. What's what's arising with it within this mind and our body at, at at any time at all times during that the day, um, because you know you you see that the mind thinks and then then the body starts to move. You know, in the past in the past we didn't we didn't know what we didn't really know what's happening. It's everything's sort of happening on on autopilot. You know, a hand moves to grab something, it moves to do all this, but we don't really have mindfulness there. So it's just like it's running on autopilot. But when the mind becomes calm and one has enough mindfulness, you'll actually start to see that the mind is is ordering is ordering the body to do these things, and you'll you'll be able you'll be able to see that this process as as it's actually happening. And when the mind is calm like this, you'll you'll start to know that you know there is although the mind is is sending these signals, you know there is these natural Natural processes of the body that are just that are just occurring or and, and reacting to the conditions that are that are happening around it, and you'll you'll really start to understand that you know that that the that the body is one thing and it does one does one activity, but the mind is another thing, and it's it the, these two entities are, are totally separate, and you'll start to understand that that this body that we have here. That, uh, this is this is merely just a convention. It's something that follows the law of impermanence. It comes for about for a while and then it disappears. You'll see you'll see that the cause of the cause of our suffering is is our our attachment to this body and that we attach to this this 
this this phenomenon that we call a body attached to this as ourself. And so when you can actually do this, when you can finally let go, this this will be this will be the end of suffering when you can finally let go of the attachment to the body. So the, the the question was, you know, what what is what is the most appropriate method to 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 walk meditation? What we call jongam in Thai is like, um, can you do it like you go walking in in like a circle or just like walking around or, or how 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 should we formally formally walk meditation? Um, and and you know what what do we do when we get to the certain points in the in the meditation path or whatever? And and what the Ajahn said is when when you walk to the end of your meditation path that you the the place that you've allocated to to be the meditation path what one should do is one should um, be stopped and, and also keep one's bodily uh, bodily features very restrained and reserved stop at the end of the path and then you know you slowly turn around once again stop and before you you walk out again. Um, It, it, it depends. It basically depends on how much room one has, uh, the, the length of the meditation path, how long it would be, all these different things. If you have only, only, if you have a very wide open space, you can, you know, a good, a good approximate to have the meditation path is just like a straight line of about 25 steps. This is this is seen as uh, a good, a good, a good appropriate amount to have. Um, Far further, it, it's okay, but what if it's too far? What you might, what you'll notice start to happen is if you're walking too far, you'll just start to, you know, like stroll along or amble along, and, and the mind will start to go out. But if you have this 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 length, it's just you know just the right length, like 25 steps. You'll you'll finally get into the end, and you're, you're able to put your mindfulness back, and you're not, um, you know, your mind's not going all over the place too much. Um, you know, yeah, you can walk around in a circle, but it's it it comes to the same thing as well. You know, you're walking around a circle, and you, you start to end up like ambling along and sort of just strolling along. There's no, and then the mind will just amble along and stroll along. There's nothing there to, to stop the mind. But if there is that just that straight path back and uh, up and back, you know, there is that level there to stop stop the mind as well. So. It, to have to have a straight path, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier for us to pull the mind in, um, because if we if we don't, the mind, it's it's quite easy for the mind to go. Out. So we, we need to put in all the all the different kinds of conditions that will help the mind to stay within with, within within its place and where we want it to stay. So so this 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 path of about 25, 25 steps. This is like this could be seen as like the perfect sort of length that we can do, and just this method of uh, walking back and forth and then slowly turning around and walking back again. The general way of teaching uh, meditation with a uh, walking meditation with a uh, meditation mode is like, you know, your right foot down and say foot, toe, foot, toe. But at the start you can, you, sh- you should try to make it a bit faster so it, it, bring, it, it brings the mind in a lot more. So you can do like, with your right foot going down, like foot, toe, foot, toe, foot, toe. Left foot going down, butto, 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 butto. The more you do that, the the mind will start to calm down a little bit more. Then you know when it, the mind gets calmer, it'll just you just do like one step with the word like butto, butto, 
when the mind gets calm, like even calmer, it, get, it will just naturally go back to uh, doing like right foot foot, left foot toe, foot toe, and it'll it just keep getting calmer and calmer from there. So, using the meditation object in this way, this is it's to rein the mind in, the mind in is to stop the mind from proliferating too much by doing the, the fast meditation word, um, but. This, this is this is this is the objective of having your meditation object. But your if if you feel like you're still having problems, then your mind your mind won't stay with the meditation word like foothold. What you can do you, at this point, you can use you can use the thinking mind to help make the mind calm. So one should do things like in one can do something like investigating investigating the um, recollecting death and recollecting one's own death. <coughs> And, and just investigating and contemplating that, you know, uh, I never know when I'm going to die. It actually, you know, I could die today, I could die this afternoon, I could die at any time at all. It's, I, this is something I don't know. So I always keep that recollection and you'll find the more you recollect on your own death, the less the mind will start, to, will, will go out and start to think out into the world a lot more. It'll, it'll come inside a lot easier and so that'll be easier for you to calm your mind as well. You know, everything in your life you can turn this into doing meditation. So, for example, you know, very soon you're going to be eating, you're going to be eating your food. So, this is you can actually use this this time to develop your meditation object as well. Uh, you should when when you're eating your food, you should you know should be silent at that time. You shouldn't be like talking and and having a carrying out a conversation. One should be trying to develop one's mindfulness at that time. So. Once again, if you're using the meditation word "butho," it's like when to be very mindful when you're putting putting the food into your mouth, and then when you're chewing, you can you can repeat your meditation object at that point. So you chew and you say like you know one chew is like "butho," chew again "butho," "butho," with every with every with every time that you chew. And so this this is this is like an extra an extra half an hour you get to meditate when you know obviously most of the time when people eat they have no mindfulness and they you know they just sort of waste the time but you can use the, this time to 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 good advantage <clears throat> so the question was uh when when we're practicing meditation um you know, if the mind if the mind goes out um and starts to think about uh various other things you know, if if we know that it's if we know that it's gone out, is this you know is this all right? Is this enough? Um, and what the Ajahn gave the answer to for that was is like, well, if if you know that the mind, if you realise that the mind has gone out, you know, this this actually at that point in time is mindfulness. So that that's one level of mindfulness working there. But then uh, the next level of mindfulness that, that you need to do at, at that point in time is to bring it back to the meditation object that you're using, be it the breath, or you know if you're investigating impermanence or something like that, to actually bring it back to that theme that, that you were that you were working on. Um, because if you if you just if you just know that the mind's gone out and that's all you do, it eventually it'll it'll go out even further and it'll just keep going and. The, the further the mind goes out, and the more you let the mind roam on its own account, the, you know, the less the mind it won't be calm. It, it agitates the mind more and more. So.
So what what you need to do is to keep, is to keep your mind on that meditation object that you've just you've decided to <coughs> that you've decided to do. And when you can keep the mind on your meditation object for a period of time, for a continuous period of time, the mind starts to gather like a certain kind of strength and power to itself. And when it does have this strength and power, you'll be able to see everything according to its, its natural state, its natural phenomena. That every, all the phenomena in the world, both inside and out, um, it's, it's impermanent and it's, it's, it's not it's something that's in a constant state of change at all times. But if you, if you don't have the, the power of this calm in the mind, you, you won't really see this. You might, you might intellectually understand this, but you really won't deeply understand this. Because, like, for example, if the mind isn't calm and you, and you still don't have that power in the mind, this physical form that we have, although it is impermanent, you don't, you don't really, you don't really see it change because it, you know, it's just, gra- it's always just, like, gradually changing at all times, just like a little bit. You know, you don't you don't actually see that, uh, and that this form also as well is not self. You, but you, you you can't really see that because, uh, like, you know, you're always sort of everything that's coming in contact with you. You're always attaching attaching that to yourself, and you, this form actually is is suffering as well. But you don't see this either because you're always changing your posture. You sit for a while. Your body becomes sore, and you change your posture, so you don't you don't see the suffering that's that's inherently in it at all times. So these three characteristics of impermanent suffering and not self these are happening at all times, but we we just don't see it because the mind isn't calm. But when but when the mind is calm, you will understand this. You will understand that every this form that we have is it's impermanent and suffering is not self and you can see this change and this suffering that's, that's happening right at this present point in time. When, when you do, like today, we, we went and we saw, looked at the cliff and looked at the, the cliff face on the other side and you know, it's, 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 a, it's a nice beautiful scene of nature um, but if, if the mind really does have that power and it sees according to the truth, it, it will know you will know that this thing, although it is, it does look very nice. It's it's something that's in a constant state of change. It's it's, it's a it's just another aspect of nature that's arisen and is eventually going through a period of change and it'll eventually pass away. You know that the way that this is this this cliff face is formed. It's it's formed through 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 its natural causes and conditions. Like you know, like the water changes it. The 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 air erodes it away. All these, all these different aspects that comes about for it to be like that. It's just, it's just nature occurring, occurring. And so, if you see this, you, you see the truth, and and you understand this change, and you see, you see the true nature of all phenomena. And if you do this, this is, this is, this is a form of wisdom. And if your wisdom is also very good at that point in time, and the mind is calm, and the wisdom is very strong. The mind will actually come back inside at that point in time. You're looking outside and seeing this impermanence, and it'll bring it back into yourself. And you also realize, yeah, well, my body's my body is exactly the same thing. It's just another aspect of nature going through a period of change according to conditions, and eventually, eventually, it'll change and it'll pass away. Once you know, you'll see, you understand that you know. Once at one time, this body was strong. Just say, for example, just like a tree. 
a tree grows from very small, gets big, gets very strong, and then eventually falls over and dies. And we're the same, you know, we started off very small, we get bigger, we get a lot stronger, and then we eventually get through a period of decline as well, and then eventually we fall over and die as well, just like a tree. So, if the mind goes out, if it starts to go out, the most important thing is to keep mindfulness there and to pull it back in, pull it back into your, pull it back into your, into the body. Like, it's the most important thing not to just let it, let it go out into the world. Always be pulling your mind back within the framework of your own body and the framework of your own mind. And the more you can do this, the closer you will be, the closer you will be to see the Dharma. Um. I understand that the Buddha's teaching teachings are for to lead to dispassion and not compassion. Mm. And I remember Bhante Lai described that you could take on a lot of things mm. and let go when it's going to the task. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just wondering in in the world like work for example, mm. uh, where I encourage to think a lot. Mm think of your ideas and be very, very passionate. Mm. So I find myself in my practice, I've got this, I'm beginning to see this passion, mm. but there's a present force of work mm. wanting me to be a passionate person. So mm. just wondering if, if that's the right type of people. So what, what you have to realise is, is this passion in this way, is this passion to all all sankharas, all conditioned phenomena. Um, it's it's and this this passion. It's not like not this passion like like we usually see in the sense of the word where you know you're bored of something and you're lethargic and things like that. It, it's uh, this passion in this way is this passion with wisdom of knowing of knowing uh, the inherent the inherent suffering qualities of all the phenomena around us. Yeah, but you have to realize, you know, you, if you're in the lay life, and there's these things that you have to do. There's these work you have, work you have to do to support yourself, to support your family, to find the things you need for your life. So, and you have to do your job in a certain way. So you you, you know that and you understand that. Um, to do, but you know, you should you should have be developing this sense of this passion as well of knowing that you know these things that I do. Yes, it like. It's, this is the situation that I mean that I have to do to help my family, to help myself, to support myself, but also have that uh, wisdom to know that these, you know, these things really have they, they really have no no uh, inherent core or inherent real great purpose in your life. It doesn't have a great purpose more than, than practicing the Dharma. Uh, you, you can you can. And while you're doing this, you can think, well, yeah, even though it doesn't have this, I'm still doing something okay, helping my family. And when I do finally get to the point where it's like I have more time uh, to practice the Dharma, yeah, then I go back and I practice the Dharma more. But for now, I have to work, so you know, you just do it. You just do your duty that you have to do, and you do it, and you do it to the best of your ability as well. But if you know, if if you're seeing things in like this way of like you know, where you're like dispassionate, where you're like more bored. Of 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 things like you know this this is the wrong way to go. This is this isn't like this isn't the, this passion in, in the Buddhist the way that the Buddha wanted you to practice it. This is wrong. So just say for example, if you're at work and you become you know you're meant to be excited, you're meant to think of new different things, and you become bored. Yeah, you know, this this is this is wrong. This is not this is not this passion. What you have to do at that time is use your wisdom 
and to go, well, you know, this this sense, this feeling that I'm feeling at the moment, it, this is just impermanent. So use the Dharma to help you uh, do your job better as well. And on the other side as well, sometimes you want to, uh, with your practice of Dharma, it's like you get bored, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to practice, you don't want to do this or that. And so you have to use, you have to use that wisdom there as well to, you know, uh, not just let yourself get pulled by the ways of the world and, and and just follow your thoughts and <coughs> thoughts and feelings. So the most important thing with this fashion is having wisdom there as well. So the question was, uh, when we're practice when we're practicing uh, practicing the Dharma, should we should we at all times be investigating uh, sanya, which is memory and perception, and and sankara, which is uh, formation? Should we be doing that all the time while we're practicing? Uh, and the answer, <coughs> the answer that the agent gave was, um, if the power of your mind it isn't it isn't it isn't very strong, it isn't enough. What's what's going to happen is you're just going to be you're going to be using memory and perception just to chase more memory and perception. You're not you're not really going to really going to make any breakthrough or really understand anything. You're just you're using using memory and using thought formations to chase memory and thought formations. So and it just it'll just go in an endless circle. But if if you feel like that the mind has become calm for a, a period of time and the mind does have that power, then yeah, you can you can. You can investigate on those on those 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 two things, but yeah, if if it's the other way around and you just you you're just you're thinking a lot and you're thinking about this dharma theme and you're thinking about that and you're using your memory to think up uh, uh, about all these different things, you know this is this is the wrong way. It's it's not coming from the calm mind. And the more one thinks of these things, that the more agitated the mind becomes, and in the end, it can actually bring about. Uh, a lot of stress within the mind. So what you need to do, you you need to know that the the state that your mind's in, whether you should be investigating something. If the mind is, if you if you practice, you've been practicing for a little bit, and the mind has become calm, and you know that the mind become calm, and then it comes out of that, yeah, then it's fine to investigate these things. Um, and sometimes you know maybe you mightn't even. You might need to investigate these things only like you know a few times in the day, once or twice in the day, but that's okay because the mind has that power there, and it's not just like running all over the place. You know, but sometimes you, you the mind isn't calm, and you do have to use that thinking mind more to to develop to develop that calm. It's what we call uh, wisdom develops samadhi, or wisdom develops concentration. So you you think of a specific theme like. Um, you know, old age, sickness, and death, and you just go over this in your mind. But you keep your mind on that one subject. You don't let it run to many, many different subjects. Just keep it on that one particular dumb theme. And you use use the thinking mind a lot in this in this meditation uh, in this method of meditation. But you use you have to realize you're using it to calm the mind down. You're not using it just to endlessly think. So the more you do that, what you what you start to notice is the mind will start. The more you think of this one subject, the mind will start to calm down, and it'll start. It'll be calm for like, you know, just you know, an, an instant or a few instances, and you know, you stay with that calm for as long as you can. Then the mind will start to move again. But then, at that when it starts to move again, you have to put it back on that subject that you were that you were, that Dharma thing you were investigating. 
And the more you can do this back and forth of like using the Dharma to investigate to, to develop calm and the calm there, uh, and the, the power from the calm to investigate more, the, 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 your understanding will gradually get deeper and deeper until at one point you're, you're investigating, the mind becomes very, very calm and then you investigate one more time and this is, this is when like a breakthrough happens in the Dharma. So you can use both those methods, you can use what we call Samadhi develops wisdom or concentration developing wisdom or you can use the wisdom to develop concentration. It depends on your individual character. When we talk about the mind, it seems that we include a whole lot of different processes from the simple control of the, the muscles through to receiving sights and, and all the other senses, thinking, emotions and the very complex decisions like the choices that we make in our life to, to do good or to do bad. And modern scientists are showing us that a lot of these functions are based on the nerve impulses in the brain. And yet, it seems that there is more to the mind than just what's going on in the brain. I wonder whether you can help to... Um, it seems a bit of a paradox, and that maybe maybe there are two minds. There's the mind that works off the, the brain, and, and there's a, another mind somewhere that's something different. <clears throat> so, you know, what you what you explain there, like it's you know, in terms of like you know, scientific understanding and and things like this with the brain and uh, and the body and all the memory functions and all this sense of feelings and the um, uh, receiving of sense impressions, you know, this 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 is all right, but this is this is this is this is like the bodily function. This is the things that happen according to the brain's um, nervous systems and all these kinds of things. This, you know, these are these are the these are the functions of the body, and you know, the functions of of what makes up a person. If you say like the like the the, the five the five hundred or whatever, this is this is this is the function of of, of an individual. But the mind, the, the mind that we speak about in the Dharma, like you could, it's, it's, it's hard because in Thai you can say like, you can say like mind and heart in the one thing and it can sort of mean like a different thing. So the mind in the sense of the Dharma and the sense of the way that it is, like it's explained like from, from, the, from the forest meditation features, it's, that's like, it's like, it's more like an element of knowing. It's, so you can sort of say that there are there are two minds. There's the mind of the brain doing all these functions and receiving all this information and, and data. But there is that there is that mind, that that other mind, that element of knowing. And what actually happens is that element of knowing. This it uses it uses these functions. It uses the functions to do what it what it feels um, it, it should do, whether it's wholesome or unwholesome. Um, in, fact, they, in a way, they sort of, they sort of coexist together, but but it's the it's the mind, this element of knowing that that makes makes this other system work. Um, and so, like, just say for example, if when the body dies or whatever, you know, the mind, the problem is, is the mind. 
this element of knowing is attached to the body, and it said it thinks that all this all this phenomena is is itself, and this this is what actually causes the problem. So you, you know you have to the way you can sort of understand this on a deeper level is you know to ask yourself is like oh when I when I when I feel suffering or when I feel sad, where does that arise? Does it you know, does it arise in the brain? Does it arise in the nervous system? You know where where does this actually arise? And, and you realise it, it is that it is that sort of that it is arising in that that feeling of that element of knowing. Um, it's not arising at some sort of um, you know, physical point on the body if you're having some sort of like uh, suffering in the mind. And same with, with with liking if you're feeling happy, um, even though there might be some sort of physical sensations. You know the the core of the feeling of that is 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 in the mind. So, so what, what you, sorry, no. Can't read my writing. So you have, you have to realize that, you know, that the mind is the thing that, uh, in, in this sense, you know, the mind, the brain, or whatever, is the thing that, the thing that receives all, all this, all this, all this data and information. And like the things like contact you were talking about before, when the things coming through the eyes or the nose or whatever, um, this it, it, it goes through this bodily system, is you know, um, and even in, in terms of Buddhism, you can you put it in terms of Buddhism, it comes in through vinyana, through the, the consciousness and the sanya, the memory. It, it realizes these things and it, it makes up and it uses sankara and uses and it makes up things. And and this is a part of the parcel that is you know the you know the body and the, and the and the mind according to <coughs> according to, to physical phenomena, but you know at that point in time the the problem is there is when when the actual mind that element of knowing attaches to that as self. This is this is this is this is what the problem is. So what you have to do is you have to practice to learn to know how to end this suffering in the mind, and know how to end this attachment in the mind. And seeing that the mind and this this physical phenomena is is two separate entities, um, when you, you when you do this, you can uh, sorry the way you can do this is no like when uh, things come in contact with your 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 sense spheres like through the eyes and nose and things like that, you can know that this phenomena um, is not self or this form is is not self. You can be investigating this and to understand this, and the more you can understand this and, and the more you can sort of Separate from this. This is this is will bring you closer to the end of suffering. <clears throat> so this so this, this actually when one actually sees the Dharma, this is what one actually sees. Um, one sees that that this this mind, this, this element of knowing, and this this physical form and this, uh, this, this mental phenomena that's going on, these things are, are not the same thing. It's, it's this, these things are not self. When one knows that the mind and the body and this, this phenomena is two separate things, this, this, this is what seeing the Dharma is. In the, you know, because for now, and, and also like, or for someone who has seen the Dharma in the past, you know, they, they, same as us, they attach to these things. They think all of this, they think all of this is, is, we think all of this is ourselves. But when you finally break through to the Dharma, that's when you realize, no, this, this isn't ourselves. This is myself. 
So this is this is what we're doing now. This is what we're practicing for. This is what we're practicing towards. So, like you know, when you sit meditation, um, if, if the mind starts to become calm, you'll you'll see that this process starts to happen. Uh, like we talked about before, when the mind starts to 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 like separate from the body, or the mind becomes very calm and, and it feels like there's no more body in there anymore. What happens is the mind is becoming more and more refined at that point in time, and it's feeling like the body the body is is a very is a very heavy thing. So it starts to it starts to uh, detach from it or separate from it. Um, and you'll start to see that, that this body is, is something that's very, and this body is phenomenon is something very heavy. It starts to detach and go away from it. But you'll notice what happens when that when that calm and when that concentration starts to fade away. The mind will come back into the body, and it'll start to come back in and start to attach again to the same things that we used to we've all, that we've always attached to. Um, because when when the mind is is calm calm and concentrated, it becomes very light, it becomes very refined, but it, so it wants to separate from this, this, this coarse thing that we call this mind and the body. So this, this is one level of it, this, and this is a very good start, this is a very good place to start with, with the mind separating through, through the development of concentration. But the deeper level of this is when one uses that, that concentration to develop wisdom and to see that you know that this body is something that's, that's, that is impermanent, it's suffering, it's not self. And using that time to always come back to that and always to try and see that this is impermanent suffering and not self. And the more one does that with, with wisdom and, and using the karma, the clearer and clearer this understanding will become. And so when and when you do do that for a long period of time, and when the power becomes more and more, it eventually it breaks through, and that's what it sees. It sees that this this mind and this body, they're, they're two separate things. The body is just the body; it's it's not a self or anything like that. So the question was: uh, one day when this lady was walking meditation, she she had these. She had the experience that uh, while while she was walking and she stopped and it was like at that point in time it felt like she saw like a reflection of herself at that point in time and at that point in time she saw that she sort of understood you know this reflection comes about because there is this sense of self here um, in reality there's, there's no there's no real sense of self it's just it's just like a reflection and it's like a mir- mirage it's simply this thing that we take to be ourself, it's just it's just a convention. And then, you know, she walked a little bit further and the, the, the reflection was still sort of there and then she sort of realised, you know, that this 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 reflection with it that we take to be ourselves, this is this is in actual fact, this is just it's empty, it's it's, it's emptiness. So uh, they asked, well, you know, was this is this the <coughs> is is this you know the right thing to do? Is this is this okay? Am I am I doing it the right way? Um, and and what and what is and what is this that, that they experience? And the agent said, well, you know, you know, this is fine. You're on the right track. This is this is just the natural course, the natural the course of the mind. When the mind starts to become more calm, it, it'll just naturally see phenomena more in this way. And it'll the more one does this, the more the clearer and clearer one will understand this, this same thing.
On the what, sorry? On, on the, the life. life. Which on the life? life. Right, so. Oh, you mean when the body starts to disappear? And yeah, when, what should when you do you from there? Realize the mind is separating. Separating. Yeah. And you realize there is a thinking. Oh, okay. And the, um, you have to focus your yeah, yeah, um, attention yeah. on the breathing or on the life or on okay. the thinking stuff. What you have to realize is, is at that at that particular point, if you have any sort of like uh, wanting or trying to sort of control the situation. Um, the mind is going to go out and it'll move from it'll move from that calm and, and the experience won't won't arise. So if if you know and it's natural that it was happen um, in the start. So you know the the best the, the best thing you can do if you notice that happen is you know you bring the mind back to the breath and keep you know just what what you are focusing on. Um, you know, but you know also at that point in time as well, if if the mind does start to does start to drop into that state, yeah, there will be that knowing, that sort of like that, that, that sense of knowing that the mind is doing that. That's fine. That's fine there. You just, you know, you, you stay with that and you stay with, um, and you just let the experience follow its course. But, you know, if you find that the mind has started to like literally, you know, literally move and start to think again, yeah, just pull your mind back to the breath. <coughs> so the question was, uh, they had... At one time, uh, meditating and sorry, I didn't, I didn't they had these. Basically, they had the experience that uh, they <coughs> they saw the body. They saw the body disappear at that uh, at that point in time, and they felt, you know, really that you know that this body is not self. But, and they realize they realize that you know the reason the reason there is that sense of self is because because of a vid, of a vision of fundamental ignorance. And it was like they didn't try to to theorize that or to bring that up in their mind. It's just something that happened. It was like a feeling or it was like a sense of knowing that came about. There was that sense of uh, a wisdom of, of knowing that. And there was, it was, sorry, it was like something sort of said said to her. It's like something I like sort of said to her is like that there there is suffering. There's the cause of suffering. There's a cessation of suffering, and there's the path leading to the cessation of suffering. At that point, you know, they, they didn't know what it was, what that actually meant. So, uh, and it was like, as I said, like something had, had sort of told them at that point in time. So, they were confused about this. They didn't, they didn't know what it was and sort of precisely asked them what it was. And so, the answer was, when the mind is calm, all these, all these things that we've, we've studied and we've sort of, we've taken in over the course of our lives, um, uh, and the course of many lives or whatever, and the karma that we've accumulated, the, these things will start to arise, and these things that are wholesome, um, that things that are wholesome will, will will come up at that time when the mind is calm. And these things that you know, just for example, if we we've studied the teachings or whatever, when the mind is calm, when it it 
when it becomes calm, it, it goes to that new level of understanding about these things. As before, it was just an intellectual standing, understanding, and now moves into a deeper understanding through meditation. What we call what we call Panya, which is the wisdom that, that arises from meditation. If one if one really cl- sees clearly and really breaks through at that point and you know, really understands uh, suffering, the cause of suffering. Uh, the cessation of suffering and the path leading out of cessation of suffering, namely they, they, you understand fully and clearly and totally the Four Noble Truths, then you have broken through and you have become fully enlightened. Um, but if you know if you don't know it like to that level of clarity, um, you can still have that 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 level of understanding. It is a deep, it is it is still a quite a deep level of understanding, but it's not quite to that level of, of, of full enlightenment yet. But if you're just having those Deeper levels of under, deep, those deeper understandings, and you're just having those uh, quite frequently. This is what we call patanga vimutti. It's, it's like uh, temporary, temporary release from 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 this conventional world. So you just keep doing that. You keep doing that over and over. The mind will develop, develop more and more power until it finally does eventually see these four noble truths. When one practices, the more and more one practices, when when sila, or morality, concentration, and wisdom—the more that gathers together, and the more that, the more power that has, the, the closer one will be to understanding these four noble truths. So, in reality, you know, you don't really need to learn a lot. You don't need to study a lot. You don't need to think about all these, all these different things that are that are in the Buddhist religion. What what you really need to learn how to do is to learn how to make your mind calm. And to develop and to develop wisdom into into phenomena as, as impermanence and suffering, not self. And using this calm to develop your wisdom. And when when you do when you know how to do this, this is what what will cause you to break through and see the Dharma.